You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 63. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, you are back after multiple weeks off. How does it feel? Uh, tiring, exhausting. We need to start doing this at like 12, 12 p.m. 12, 12 p.m. Yeah, while I'm at work. That's brilliant. You're not the only one. So yeah. I say we just do it over conference call. That's, yeah, no, that's a terrible idea. I'm uh, really good at Microsoft Teams. Jesus. Very proficient. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week, Sean, is the patents that have been found for a possible PlayStation 5 Pro and our thoughts on that. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump right in Sean with the first item on the PXN news of the week Skyrim is playable on Xbox Series X with the uncap FPS mod and a bunch of fan-made graphical enhancements so in a story that shocks no one Skyrim is still living on nine years later on another generation of consoles and uh, actually, I thought this was kind of cool because uh, the mods uh, allow for the frame rate to get up to 60 frames per second, uh, something the original didn't do. And also the uh, fan-made enhancements are super cool as well because um, it like up-reses up the textures and everything looks a lot more detailed um, for like a current-gen game. Uh, I haven't checked this out yet, but this is super cool and is kind of. I feel like this is kind of uh, one of the cool things that mods ha- have to offer, uh, even console games nowadays. Um, and it's really cool that Bethesda kind of added these tools for people when when Skyrim first came out. So thought that was kind of cool. Uh, so Sean, are you gonna start your thirtieth playthrough of Skyrim now? Right. You know, I've never played Skyrim once, right? I, I, I kind of figured you have it just because you don't like Fallout, but I was trying to lead you yeah. into something there. Uh, yeah, I'm still not going to get into it. Like, there's there's no, it's never interested me, to be honest with anybody. Like, I think the coolest aspect of that is the mods. Uh, we know Xbox, as far as with the consoles, generally is very friendly with mods. Um, and especially with them owning Bethesda now, you can just see how that's going to formulate probably going further because Bethesda is pretty known to be, hey, do what you want in our game. Our games are, excuse me, our game's already out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's not making me, first off, there's too many new games to play. Yeah. Um, and then second, it's a game from two generations ago. <laughs> so it's not going to be my force for foray to jump into it in this generation. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, even though they did release a uh, like a re-release or whatever enhanced edition for last gen, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of with you. I have so many games to play right now. I don't have time to go back to stuff like this. So yeah, like I'm ten, twelve, maybe even more than that in Valhalla, and I don't mm-hmm. even think I have scratched the surface like any near. So it's just like. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> and you're doing better than me in that regard because I've got like an hour and a half, two hours into Valhalla. 
<laughs> it is a little intimidating still. Even now that I'm in England, I'm just like, there's too much stuff to do. I don't know where I'm going. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, moving on to our next story, the new Nintendo Switch update uh, is apparently going to allow wireless transfer of photos and videos from your Switch to your phone. Uh, so I thought this was kind of comical because Nintendo has for a while now been way behind in new uh, technology like this where you know you have clips and and screenshots and all this stuff like nowadays when you do that stuff on playstation 5 and xbox series x it's so easy to just transfer them to your phone or upload them online to twitter or whatever you want to do with it and like nintendo's so behind on i feel like that content sharing type of stuff that um this is this is good news uh obviously but uh it's almost like jesus why did this take so long for something you know this is kind of like a no-brainer sort of thing i don't know it's it's nintendo i mean do you you could never really expect it to be on the ball when it comes to anything internet wise i guess or um i mean if they're ever gonna do anything inventive in the internet they're gonna create their own nintendo internet basically like that's how they stay up to date with all that stuff you'll never see them do that i mean I think this is more geared towards the Japanese market than, mm-hmm. say, the American market, just because a lot of people do commute in um, uh, Asian countries as opposed to American countries, like with public transportation. So you're able to not even take your phone out with that type of stuff and just transfer things over there for you to post to Twitch or whatever um, sites you want to. So I don't think it's really a feature that will necessarily use. Yeah. Um, but I mean, interesting nonetheless. It's it's gonna be an it's gonna be a fascinating year in Nintendo coming up hmm. on what is gonna happen with these two like them I don't care what anybody says, they're still competing with Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they're gonna kinda continue to play their own game while still trying to capture the market. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'd say I, I will never use this because like there's so many screenshots and stuff that I took when I was playing Breath of the Wild just because of how beautiful that game is and how detailed the environments are and stuff. And like I would have loved to have had a, a function like that where you could um, transfer your photos onto your phone because like that would have been so cool to upload all of those. And I, I think there was an upload feature at launch that I used like for a couple pictures, but uh to twitter but uh yeah i would have i would probably have used this if it was there um at launch but yeah i don't know i don't know how important it is now but i don't know uh moving on yeah. sh- moving on hey from, real uh, quick you yes. forgot a story that i didn't want to mention oh okay go for it um and it fits in right with this but next week on game pass yeah uh control comes the game pass Mm. I thought that was a really nice thing because it is a it was my game of the year last year. I know it was in your contenders yeah. uh, for everything, but I mean, still Xbox games for the win in that sense that people are going to be able to play that for free. Yeah, um, I'm. It's funny, though, because remember a few months ago, we did the story on control, the it not being ported over to Series X, basically. Y- yes, but so it's like you could. The Game Pass version is the Xbox One version. It is not the Series X yeah. version. 
which is fine with me. I mean, yeah. that game still looked really good on whether regular Xbox One or even, hell, uh, PS4. Like, I had yeah. a base PS4 that I played it on. It still looks good, but still a perfect opportunity for people to play that game that is definitely one of the games of last generation, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, amazing game. Uh, yeah, my main problem with it is what we just said is that it's not the ultimate edition of the game, which includes all the DLC and everything and the updated graphical enhancements, which they should have provided to people for free. And they said that it wasn't possible. And then they had that story where they accidentally made it possible for like yes. an hour or something. And yeah, so yeah, ugh. that still kind of irks me, but that's a publisher thing. That's not on remedy or anything like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. I just hope that people get a, give it that game a, a chance that never bought it. And yeah. there's many people that never bought that game, unfortunately. Yep, I agree completely. Moving on from there, Sean, uh, Scalpers, we've, so we talked about this a little bit last week with Roro. Uh, scalpers have claimed to secure uh, 1,000 Xbox Series X orders. And these are the same Scalpers, actually, that we talked about last week um, that we're talking about their service or whatever that they allow people to subscribe to their service and get you know first access to their consoles or whatever that they pre-order well so they claim to secure a thousand xbox series x's and then the retailer that they got them from canceled their orders so i just think that's a amazing f you to the scalpers out there like uh, and as we were talking about last week with roro like this is such a crap thing for them to do and I, I'm just happy to see something like this come out where the retailers like, no, you ain't doing this and upcharging the crap out of people who actually genuinely want to play these consoles. Um, yeah, I was very happy to see that story and them essentially get their comeuppance, not only from the, I guess, the site, because I know um, at least the people that signed up for that, obviously they got all those canceled it, but the site is actually now being uh, investigated criminally mm. for like antitrust laws and all this stuff for what they're doing. So that's good because honestly, Series X went on sale a few times this week. Um, and it has literally been 30 seconds. I've been trying to get one for my boss, for his son for Christmas. Mm. And on the Microsoft store two days, maybe it was yesterday or two days ago, but it was less than 30 seconds and they were gone. I don't know what their allotment was, but it's just like, it is still impossible to get any of these consoles. So it's like these people were making it just disgusting to try to buy one on the open market, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you hear some uh, squeaking in the background, that's the dog playing with this dog toy at the worst possible time. So, uh. And if you're listening only via audio, that is not true. Daniel has a stress ball of Master Chief, and he's just squeezing it over and over again. No. Halo Infinite. That is not true. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Moving on from there, uh, Sean, MechWarrior 5 is coming to Xbox in spring 2021, coming to both Xbox One and Series X and S. Uh, I thought this was very interesting just because uh, there's been a lot of people over the years that have been like clamoring for Microsoft to revitalize their Mech Assault franchise. And, same, same, yeah. same. 
Yeah, and they was an OG Xbox game, dude. That was amazing. Yeah, and they've literally that thing's been dormant for forever, and I don't know if that's ever gonna happen, but. Uh, it feels like this is kind of something like them taking like a uh, half step to towards that, I guess, uh, with MechWarrior 5 coming to Xbox. Um, so I think this is kind of cool. Uh, it's also interesting because the developer of MechWarrior 5 actually delayed, had delayed their next DLC um, into next year because of Cyberpunk coming out next month. So it's kind of funny that they're you know announcing this for spring 2021 it's like yeah they don't want to come near cyberpunk or anyone uh this fall so uh, i thought that was kind of a, a neat story considering all the people who kind of wanted uh mech assault and this is kind of a half step to that i guess yeah i mean i remember playing as far as the mech warrior franchise yeah. i played the second one that was on the playstation the, the original playstation um i liked it okay um, but I will say, uh, just in my opinion, from I, I guess it wasn't like Mech, Mech Warrior seems a little bit too realistic in some of its approaches, as opposed to like Mech Assault. Like it felt like I could literally just get in that playground and kind of screw around while doing some of the missions. So that's why I would my my personal taste would be for Mech Assault instead of Mech Warrior Five. But yeah. people that are clamoring for a Mech War Mech like game at least have this. Yeah, or I guess titanfall if that ever comes back yeah i hope so because man titanfall 2 is such a good game uh, we all know it's not apex took that over <laughs> that's apex only yeah probably unfortunately but moving on sean uh we're gonna move on to one of your favorite games of 2016 or 17 whenever it came out that's fine. yeah you you can cream over this one i'm i'm, I'm good Fortnite, uh, new Fortnite season and a very large event took place the other day that set a bunch of records. Uh, and I thought it was kind of cool just to see it. Uh, I saw it after the fact, but, uh, essentially what they did is they did a large event with everyone fighting Galactus who kind of invaded the Fortnite world, which I thought that was super cool. And they had like Iron Man show up and, uh, essentially Iron Man guided you in battle buses to go like attack, uh, almost like, uh, Star Wars, uh, Return of the Jedi, I think. Is that when they attacked the Death Star with the, uh, ships that fly close to the Death Star and, uh, to start destroying stuff? Is that? Well, technically they did a New Hope as well. Okay. Well, it's, it's like that where they kind of did that with, uh, Galactus where you're kind of taking out different parts or whatever to take him down. I thought that was super cool. Um, and the new season, Sean, has a lot of new content that looks very interesting as far as, like, skins and stuff, uh, one of which is Mando and Baby Yoda coming in Fortnite, which is an interesting crossover, and they look awesome. Wait, what's his name? Well, we're not doing spoilers for the latest episode, Sean, so if people haven't watched Mandalorian... Yeah, that's, that's yeah. why we're not gonna just talk about spoilers uh so uh, i thought that was pretty cool as well and i thought their skins looked really good um so i think that's very cool uh as well as kratos has been announced for uh skin as well for Fortnite, and my dog is biting me right now so i'm trying to get him off of me uh anyways uh <laughs> so i thought that was kind of cool and also 
somebody threw this out there. I think it was Greg Miller on uh, Twitter. He said, uh, I think that uh, it would be very cool if we got Kratos, which has already been basically confirmed, and then teams up with Master Chief and Samus uh, at the Game Awards for, like, Fortnite skin, skins to have, like, this massive, like, cross-platform battle. Uh, I, thought, I just thought that idea sounded really cool. So I agree with the idea. The sentiment, though, really pisses me off because literally Samus, if if Samus was in Fortnite, that would be more of her in a game where she's not the star than it actually is her franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Just talk about Metroid Prime 4 at some point. Like, I know it's not coming until at the earliest next year, but can you show us something by now? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, it, Master Chief makes sense, uh, especially as a Fortnite skin, just because that's like an easy thing to say, like, oh, wear the Master Chief helmet, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, same with Samus. Kratos is the only one that's a little odd to me because, I don't know, I feel like maybe a better mascot to do at this point, and I'll go into it in games we're playing, but it would be like um, the Astrobot because that's just... It, that seems more of a Sony marketing uh, at this point than Kratos, personally, because Kratos is... I know God of War sold very well, but mm-hmm. like Astro's Playroom comes with every PlayStation 5 now. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Kratos is kind of cool. His skin looks really good, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Sean, moving on, we have some new news on a game that comes out next Friday. Uh, do you know what that game is? Or next Thursday? Do you know what that game is? Uh, I want to say Halo Infinite, but I don't think it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't think of any games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Phoenix Immortal Rising with the dumbest title in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Immortals Phoenix Rising, yes. Uh, no, it See, is I not. See, I can't even remember how the colon goes. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that. It is Cyberpunk 2077, uh, which is getting yeah, a, yeah. a photo mode that has been revealed. Uh, the photo mode looks super in-depth. Uh, it almost looks like it looks like it's rivaling like Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales's photo mode, which is also really good. Uh, you can change expressions. You can change like lighting. You can add lighting. You can... You can do all kinds of stuff with it. It looks absolutely stunning. And I feel like it's kind of given us our closest look yet at, at I guess, like stills of the game, uh, of actual gameplay. Um, so I don't know. i just very excited for this. And the funny thing is, is I'm not even... 99% of the time, I don't even use photo modes, but it's just super cool that the tools are there for people to create awesome stuff because I always see like the awesome stuff that people like post on Twitter and social media and stuff like that. Uh, so it's kind of cool to you know see these tools in action and, and actually um, give people the stuff that they want for this game. That's going to be absolutely stunning. Yeah, I mean, there's only two games that I've ever actually used a photo mode. One was The Last of Us on PS3, and the other one was Infamous Second Son. Um, other than that, I just accidentally yeah. <laughs> generally hit photo mode. Uh, so it's nothing that I'll dive too deep into, but um, I actually did pre-order, uh, what was it, last week, mm-hmm. um, Cyberpunk 2077 for my Series X. So yeah. looking forward on Thursday. 
Yeah. I, and I think a lot of people are excited for the enhanced versions when they come next year. It's just not sure when they're going to come. Uh, it's probably going to take them a little bit to get us those optimized versions, but I'm sure it'll look good at launch. Yeah, and I only did that personally. I mean, it's it's no secret I'm primarily a PlayStation gamer, but Cyberpunk is a very big commitment mm. as far as your storage. Mm. And when I've already talked about my Xbox uh, being just digital and basically going off a of Game Pass. Yeah. And so that just makes sense to me to, like, hey, this is the game that I own, and then I have all these other Game Pass games. Yeah. And I really think that's how... Really, you can if you're lucky enough to have both of these consoles, that's a good way to think about it too. Where it's if you have Game Pass, there's your games that you can not feel bad about deleting it because that's something that's an issue I've always had when it comes to digital games is feeling bad if I do delete it because mm. what happens if you PT it and it's off the market? Yeah, uh, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Platinum uh, during last generation, so it's like you could be screwed with that, uh, yeah. but. Yeah, tw- it just made more sense, especially with the marketing being geared towards Xbox uh, with 2077. Yeah, I, I don't think they've announced anything exclusive mm. uh, from what I could tell, but I feel like once DL- excuse me, DLC or even the multiplayer that we know is coming eventually, or maybe even the enhancements, we'll probably find out that it's going to come to like Xbox maybe like a month earlier type thing. See, I don't think it will, though, because uh, since Phil has been doing the marketing deals for Xbox, he's he specifically has said before that he doesn't want to do deals like that because he doesn't want to see player bases split up in, you know, this versus this. So really, they haven't done that a whole lot since Phil took over uh, in that regard. So I don't I think it's strictly a marketing partnership with them for Cyberpunk. I don't think we'll see anything like exclusive like that. Uh, just because that's been Phil's strategy uh, from the beginning to kind of be more inclusive, whereas Sony does do a lot more exclusive deals like the Call of Duty exclusivity deal and Destiny for so long had their exclusivity deal with them. Obviously, they're working with Xbox now, but uh, no exclusive content there either. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, though. Uh, speaking yeah, of, people- I'm excited for next week for it, though. I, I really am, and I know that's saying something when we just kind of you and I went off on a little tangent on Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, but even if I give it the same amount of time I did with Witcher three, I think just experiencing what that game is in and of itself is going to be a video game defining experience. That's just mm-hmm. kind of my opinion at this point. I, I, I really feel like that. Um, but it's just going to be, I think your story and my story when we're telling about that game is going to be completely different from each other. Yeah, for sure. Especially if we do a different path, like yeah. life path. Um, yeah, speaking of PT, though, Sean, you mentioned PT. Could I just get a quick rest in peace in the chat to uh, my PT that I, I deleted because I sold my PlayStation 4? So it's gone. Really? Yeah, I sold it. And the sad part is, is my PS4 sold for, I had my PS4 and like eight very popular games that I had on disc that I sold on eBay for like $238 and my Xbox series or not my series Xbox one S I sold also for $295. (laughs) 
Yeah. With no games? With no games. Literally just the console and the controller. What came with the console? Well, at this point, dude, I know people are desperate for any console they can get their hands on. Yeah. I have a coworker that has been, like, for her son, she wanted to get him the VR unit. She got that, like, a few months ago, but she's been trying to get a PS4. Couldn't find one. Finally got a Connect for it. It's a refurbished one. But it's like you can't find anything because so many people are more gaming than they ever were during this pandemic. Yeah, that's it's crazy. (laughs) It is insane. Good for you, though, for getting still cashola. I'm assuming you put the Xbox Scorpio in your room now. Yes. Yep. Okay. Kept the Scorpio edition. Yep. Series or one S or one X. See, it's yeah. Yeah. I knew it was a one X, but yeah, I figured. Uh, moving on from there, uh, some more cyberpunk news. Uh, they are not allowing streaming or let's plays or any similar content to that, uh, for cyberpunk until after December 9th at 6 AM our time, uh, due to spoiler concerns, which is interesting. Uh, so I, I, this is very good. I, I, all for this because I don't want to have something spoiled for me in the game, especially if there's something like super early in the game uh, that could be spoiled. I don't want that to happen. Uh, So that's very good in that regard. That does kind of give me the question though, of like, is the review embargo going to be sooner? I would think so. Like you would think that the review embargo would be like late this week or early next week, but I haven't seen anybody talking about uh, review embargoes yet to to see when the reviews start coming out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this one is going to... It's it's interesting that they do that because, first off, December 9th, yes, that seems very far away, but in the grand scheme of the release of the game, that's kind of nothing as far as they're blocking. I mean, I haven't seen any chatter as far as people being upset about it, but, like, we know that this game is going to be a long tail experience. No way anybody's finishing that that quickly, at least in my opinion. And why, if it's literally December 9th, are you trying to look up for spoilers within that timeline? Because it's like, you're just ruining the game for yourself at that point. Like, I I don't know how everything will obviously end because I don't know anything about the story. But my gut is telling me that you are going to have a different ending than I am. Mm. Yeah. Like a Mass Depending Effect, depending on our choices, Mass Effect type of thing. Oh, yeah, wait, exactly. You haven't played Mass Effect. <laughs> well, no, but I know how it can end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like I feel like this will truly be a decision-based game in the end, as far as how we decide to do things. Mm-hmm. There'll be multiple branches and all that stuff. So it's like, why would you want to spoil one of those choices for you? Now, if you beat mm-hmm. the game. And you want to see like what other options like if I wanted to see how you uh, were going to end your story like that's okay to look it up in my opinion at the end but like dude it's like the day before it releases right December 9th the Wednesday yes yeah and it releases yeah so it's like who the heck cares which uh, I think I I'm gonna have to look this up uh, later but I, I think I saw somewhere that they're actually releasing the game Wednesday night like digitally. Like, I think it's, like, Wednesday night, like, 7 p.m. our time or something. Uh, really? Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think I remember seeing that. I'm going to have to look it up while we're talking here, but uh, I want to say that it was something like that because I was like, oh, man, they're going to have it released and we're going to be recording the next week's episode. 
But I was going to say, because I know you and I both are going digital. Yes, yep. Although I did get a collector's edition as well, but I'm selling my physical collector's copy, my physical copy to one of my friends, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll look that up while we're going along here, though. Uh, our final news story of the week, Sean, uh, Xbox Series X and S can now run PlayStation 2 games thanks to emulation software. And uh, surprisingly, it actually works really well. Uh, I saw some people online joking that the Series X is running PS2 games better than the PlayStation 5 is, which I thought was kind of comical. Uh, they There's some kind of... because. Uh, Xbox is like a unified experience with Windows, so there's like uh, apps that you can do for Windows that also work on Xbox, and this emulator apparently works on both, and you have to put your console in like developer mode or something else. Like somebody went through the details of this, but I thought I just thought it was really fascinating <laughs> that you can play PlayStation 2 games emulated on your Xbox Series X, and it actually works pretty well. Uh, I don't know. Have have you seen people doing this? I have. I only saw the story briefly. I haven't. Um, I'm just curious why people are trying to go back, but I guess it's hard for me to say that when literally the first game I played on my Series X was Dante's Inferno. Um, so I guess I'm I'm not one to judge on that. <laughs> but still, yeah, it, very interesting that you can on it. I mean, I, I feel like PS2 is so separated from being in and of itself like any product of a console war i mean ps2 was a revolutionary device that was supported many almost a decade after it was released or sorry after like the ps3 was released it was only i think it was in this past decade like maybe 2013 or 20 maybe even later than that that like finally it was discontinued being like made games for and all that stuff yeah. Like uh, I know in um, uh, other countries, it was very, very popular. So I, I just think it's funny that Xbox was. But again, it makes sense when you're the most popular console ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. PS2 sold bonkers. Uh, yeah. Sean, before we go out of the news of the week, I looked it up. Cyberpunk is releasing on next Wednesday at 6 p.m. our time. So oh, this is awkward. Yeah. So so we're going to be we're going to have 2 hours and then it's a uh, podcast time. So Yeah, I might not uh be there next week. You I'm just saying. Son of a gun. Oh, man. Yeah, I th- I thought that me? was the case. Um but yeah, that's that's interesting. So get a little early early jump on Cyberpunk being in America. Uh, Yeah, that's not my fault. (laughs) Moving into the games we were playing, Sean, I have been playing Tetris Effect Connected. I've been playing that for a few weeks kind of uh, on and off. It's kind of my zen game is what I called it uh, for a while until I got to the last level. I I believe it's the last level anyways. Uh, I finished like all of the worlds or whatever. Uh, the series or whatever, and I'm on the last world, and my God, I cannot beat it. I've beat, I've played it 30 million times, and I cannot beat really? it. Yeah, I'm playing on normal, and it's just, it's insanity. I can't keep up with, and you have to get 90 rows. That's the difficult part. Yeah, the 90 rows is what kills me. The speed isn't so bad. It's just like getting the 90 rows before you're just 
uh, overwhelmed is just impossible. And it's been very zen for me until this level, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't do this anymore. And But I have really, really enjoyed it, though, more so than I thought I would because I'm not a huge Tetris person at all. And actually, each each series of levels has actually like progressively made me better at the game. Like when I started the first series of levels, obviously it's the easiest levels and I was like kind of slow to get it. Cause I, like, I'm not, I'm not used to playing that kind of game. And by the time I got to the last set of levels, like I am so much better at the game now than I was when I started. And it's just so cool that it kind of gives you a slow progression to getting harder and harder. Um, is it metamorphous? Is that the level? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I mean, it is the longest level because obviously it's just one on its own. Yes. Uh, but it does. Uh, it does too have one of the top five songs, in my opinion, of that yeah. uh, game. Uh, but I, I, I guess I don't remember it being that hard. But I've also been playing Tetris like for a lot longer than you have. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's like I just was so ingrained on it. Uh, I've I've liked it. I mean, I I guess if you don't care, I'll j- chime in with yeah. Tetris that I've been playing that as well. Yeah. Um, I actually was playing co-op, uh, with a friend of mine, uh, and like, uh, it was just funny that like, the it's she was doing a lot better than me in the beginning because it took me forever for my eyes to adjust because I'm coming off of playing it on PSVR as opposed to no longer having a VR unit in front of me. But I mean, still after a little bit, it came back to me uh i think it still looks gorgeous sounds amazing top top in the line as far as soundtracks to a game i mean that those songs are truly memorable especially the way that they essentially play to how you're playing too uh, a lot of them or they like crescendo it depending yeah um i won't lie and it's probably one of your most hated levels but the <laughs> uh tiki torch level that starts off at level um or like ranking wise in your tetris playthrough it starts off at seven then goes to 10 and the only cooldown you get is going back down to seven it is just a constant level the whole time yes Uh, that was a hard one but i actually enjoyed it because like you got past that 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 fast point and it took you back to the seven and you're like man this feels super slow now even though it's yeah. not it just felt <laughs> slow like yeah i have you messed with any of the actual connect part of it yet no 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 i haven't neither have i that's that that's what i would really like to do because mm-hmm. of it obviously being a bonus part when it comes to being on series x or xbox in general yeah i don't even know what what it has to offer like what is different about that version like that mode or whatever yeah i I know it has to do with xbox live and as far as online play and stuff oh similar to like tetris 99 um oh but it sounds much more chill than tetris 99 like it's not Mm -hmm. like like you can essentially play co-op together in a sense um that's what it seems like and as you can tell just from you saying it's your zen game it's a very chill game as long as you got the right stage i guess yeah the sound design's so good. The you know, just the I don't know, the visuals are all really good. It, it just is very, I don't know, unique. For it being a Tetris game, it feels very unique, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh 
and my only other game I'm playing still, Sean, is Halo the Master Chief Collection. I'm now on the level 25 grind for Halo 4 Squad Battle, my least favorite game in the entire collection, but I have to play it to get the stupid emblem or the stupid weapon skin for the freaking stupid BR because I have to get everything in the game or else I will feel unaccomplished. So, yeah, that's where I'm at there. And uh, the ranking system is painful in that game because you lose one match and it essentially takes you backwards. So it's painful. Jesus. Yeah, that that's, I'm good with that. Yeah. So, uh, Hey, just a little bit of info. Uh, the connected mode is mm-hmm. co-op multiplayer with up to three players and you're battling against a AI controlled boss. Oh, huh. That's interesting. So yeah, that would actually be something since you're playing it. I would be down at some point to play together. Yeah, uh, just to see. I mean, I'd have to go down to I guess normal with you, but <laughs> yes, you I'll would. figure that part out. <laughs> yes, you would. Yeah, yeah, I'm down to do that. Check it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, as as far as what I've been playing since I have talked, obviously, I now have my PS5. So while I was gone, I played and beat Spider Man Miles Morales uh excellent game um i i haven't decided yet if i like it better than spider-man uh from the ps4 Mm -hmm. um i i do like the story better in the ps4 but i don't blame that on miles morales it was a shortened experience i totally understand that um but i thought he moved in such a way that a young Spider-Man would like just understanding his powers. Mm. Um, I like how he does play differently. Uh, I remember when you and I were talking and Roro about like, there was complaints that it was too similar. I didn't find it that similar. Yeah. Um, at times I actually found it frustrating with the combat because of having to use the venom powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but still great game. Uh, I, I loved every moment of it. Uh, I really like the emotional aspect too, of your collectibles. They they feel actual like collectibles that have meaning to the story too. Yeah. Um played 20 minutes of Dark Souls or sorry, Demon Souls. And then I was like, all right, I'm good for now. It is gorgeous though. Absolutely hands down gorgeous. I'm just not in the mood to get angry at this point. <laughs> uh <laughs> uh played about like we were talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla for yeah. probably about like 12 hours or so. Um I made it to England. I've done a handful of missions. But it is a very overwhelming game. Um, I would say still at this point, I am liking Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Origins better. But it also could be... I love Norse mythology, but I've never really been a fan of England, I guess I should say. That sounded really bad. But, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just find it so dull compared to um, the scenery of Egypt or even Greece. Um, it just seems so kind of drab, like you're back in Assassin's Creed three when you're in America. That's just kind of what it reminds me of. Mm. Um, but I've liked, I've liked what I've played so far. Um, story. I'm not really that invested in at this moment, uh, but still plays like the other Assassin's Creed. So I do like that. Mm. Uh, and then last bit I was going to say is, and I'm hoping you've gotten a chance to do this too, but Astro's playroom. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I beat it. Um, I got, um, I think I only need like three more trophies to platinum it. Um, but it's incredibly fun pack in game. I mean, yes. uh, really, it is. Uh, showcases the dual sense uh, controller amazingly. Like I, I, 
I can't think of any other game that launched with the console besides maybe Wii Sports that truly showcased what your controller yeah. uh, does for the console. Uh, I mean, the just the stuff that's being able to done. I don't like the stuff as far as the DualShock 3-esque with the motion. I, I have always thought that seemed counterintuitive, so I've never been a fan of that, but yeah. still okay. But the trigger's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, just, just the rubble features as well. Uh, and I, I just, I think the Astrobots are cute little playful uh, guys, and it's just fun to kind of collect everything too. Uh, and I really like the homage that they paid to Sony as well. Like your collectibles were like Sony peripherals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was a really cool thing. Like when you collect them all, seeing them in your playroom and all that stuff is really cool to kind of see the history of Sony itself. I really love to see um, Microsoft have something like that um, and Nintendo as well. Something obviously not the exact thing, but something that showcases you in a digital form, all the peripherals that they've had. So you can see like, where successes were, where failures were, that type of thing. Yeah. And I think Microsoft, Microsoft obviously is, has only been around since 2001, so they don't have quite as much to show in that regard. So maybe next gen they'll have something like that. But uh, yeah, Sony has a rich history of, of stuff. And yeah, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I, I played Astro's Playroom through completely before I even started Miles Morales, and that was not my plan at all because I I loved playing that game. It was so much fun. Uh, yeah, definitely. Show yeah, they, I think they have like Sony has like a legitimate franchise of a character on their hand because um, this is the third Astro experience we've gotten. We've gotten now two games of them, and then obviously the experience as well with the PSVR that you had. Yeah. Um, so I think this is going to be a character that continues. Thank God. I mean, lo- rather this than knack be your pack in game. Yeah. Um, but really cool way. The only thing, and I'm sure you've thought of this too, is they did great things with the dual dual sense controller. Yep. I don't know if anybody outside developers are going to take advantage of what that showcased. Yeah. And that's been my my concern from the get-go is like our third-party developers going to use it in interesting ways and like even insomniac with miles morales didn't really use it in that great of a way like the the web swinging had a little bit of it but it really wasn't that impactful uh when you especially when you compare it to astro's playroom so it is something yeah that's a fair point that we kind of have to see what developers actually do with it before we can say you know this is going to be amazing because the technology is amazing it doesn't necessarily mean it'll actually you know come to fruition i guess yeah i think it'll all come down to guerrilla games personally i mean if they truly think if they do what we think they're going to do with alloy um or aloy sorry in uh horizon 2 like with them when it comes to the bow and arrow and any other weapons that she might have this time around, like that's going to showcase exactly what it can do on a big scale type budget form. Yep. I agree completely. So yeah, that'll be exciting. And actually I, I had said it as well when I first played it, I didn't really, I didn't really feel like the dual sense triggers were that crazy until I got to the PS4 level because uh, I kind of played it in order from one through four, 
uh, to each one. I didn't even do it. I didn't even do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and like the the triggers, I want like there was it's obviously cool technology, but I wasn't that imp- I was like, man, this doesn't feel very different. Like each experience didn't feel too different until I got to the PS4 level, and I feel like the PS4 level had so many different like ways that it used the the triggers that it felt very unique each thing you were doing like um for instance you had like the the spring guy that you know you had different spring tensions and uh, there was multiple things that were super cool in that level um that i liked and obviously the the hand cruncher when you're crunching the balls uh oh yeah yeah that that was yeah how it gave you that resistance basically to it yes yeah so yeah Bing. I, I guess the pro- the question is, what would they do next with Astro? Is the next game from Astro going to be uh, a look at all of the Sony uh, consumer electronics <laughs> of their history? <laughs> I mean, the next thing, uh, if, if I'm being honest, is whenever they do a version 2.0 for uh, PSVR, that's going to launch probably with an Astro again, because mm-hmm. that was probably one of the best VR games they had. Yeah. was um the astrobot uh i can't remember what it was called like a big adventure or something like that yeah and but the, that that's my guess is what it'll look like and the rumors that we talked about last week or two weeks ago uh that the um, new vr is going to have haptic feedback like the mm-hmm. new controllers so that definitely would be a possibility uh, that'd be cool uh moving into the topic of the show sean uh there is a and this is talking about new hardware again uh there's a sony patent that is suggesting a dual gpu for ps5 pro model that could be in the works so interesting thing is the PlayStation 5 just launched, and we're already getting a leak about, or well, a patent uh, design for a new PS5 Pro. So, obviously, this isn't that surprising because, you know, obviously it takes time for these things to, to be developed and, and manufactured and uh, put into to practice. But uh, it is a little bit surprising that it's we're literally less than a month uh, through the, the console launch, and we already have a leak for a new pro model, but uh, it does sound very interesting. Dual GPU. Uh, I wonder, do you think they're going to try to do the same thing they did last gen and do, you know, the same price point. So three ninety nine and four ninety nine for digital and physical edition of PS five pro, or what do you think they're going to do there? Um, it'll depend at that point if you can get a PS5 without having to saw off your arm and your leg at the same time. I would uh, hope so at that point. Who knows? Um, I mean, obviously, both these consoles from last generation started this whole interim fact. Mm-hmm. I still, I, I agree. It's a hundred percent. I get why it's leaked, but I, I it's a hundred percent too soon to even think about a pro model in any sense of the words because. I doubt either console has been pushed anywhere close to their limit with these launch games. And that's no offense to any of the launch games. It's just that's launch is not to push it to the limit. It's just supposed to kind of do a step up more or less. Um, So we'll wait for Naughty Dog and what Playground Games is going to be doing to figure out what those limits are. Um, But I I just, I I don't even want to think about it to be honest with you. Cause it's like, I, I don't know what really pro models are offering besides mm-hmm. possible more storage. 
because I think we all agree that both consoles, and they did it to keep the price down, but both have storage issues yes. when it comes to their memories. Mm -hmm. um, now, Xbox obviously solved that with external right off the gate, yep. as opposed to Sony that is saying down the line, which they did that last last go around too. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's hard to want much from graphics, so you're really just thinking to yourself, what do you want running in the background that you've never thought about? We know this is probably going to be the generation of AI and what is going on to make that experience more immersive uh, for each game. So it's like, what is the pro models of any of these consoles going to do in the end? Yeah, it's not like we're going to have th three years from now. It's not like we're going to have 8K TVs widespread everywhere. Like we still just 4K is barely, you know, pushed into the market. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you in that regard. And I, I also agree. I think that a, a pro model, I would rather see like, more storage options like two terabyte drive or three terabyte drive or whatever because like you said the storage is the main concern right there right now but the i guess the problem is is storage is the most expensive part of the console as well really um with those custom uh storage devices because as we've seen the the terabyte external card for series x is 220 dollars so um, I guess that's the biggest concern. If they can get the price point of that down, I guess that would uh, work that way. But um, yeah. Well, here's a question for you. Like if say Xbox did not give you an option for external mm -hmm. now, I know that they have, but like, would you personally, you just, you just sold out $500 for each console. Uh, same as myself. Well, 400 Did for you... the PS4 five because of digital. Oh, edition. that's right. I'm sorry. You got, you got the digital edition, Yeah. but like, um, we'll just stick with your series X then in this comparison. I know we're talking about PS five, but like yep. say the console was instead $700 mm -hmm. and it was a three terabyte hard drive, mm -hmm. but you don't have any option at this point to do an external drive. Would that be something then that you as a consumer would take into note when it's like, well, the base is 500, but I also am getting almost uh, one and a half times my storage that I have now, or three times mm -hmm. the storage I have now. Yeah, it does seem worth it because I know Justin Davis from IGN had an article about this after the first week that he loaded, he installed Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. um, Call of Duty, blah, Cold War. Yep. Uh, it was like three other games. I think what Miles Morales, Demon Souls, and something else. And he filled his storage. Yeah. And yeah. he couldn't download anything else. And it's like, so you can maybe get five games on the PS5, depending on the size, probably about six to seven games on the Xbox. Uh, would have been something that I would have bought at $700 for a three terabyte drive. Because uh, like you said, it'd be three times the amount of storage and you're paying 200 more. I paid 220 more for one terabyte extra storage. So I didn't even realize you did that, to be honest with you. My question yeah. was mute in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did that because I, at the end of the day, I was like, man, I'm just concerned. I'm, I'm going to run out of space on day one and it's going to freak me out. And what happened? I installed stuff on day one and I filled up my internal hard drive. And I was like, all right, good thing I have this external because I don't know what I would do because two terabytes is not a lot of space. Even uh, having the external, uh, the extra terabyte, it's not a lot of space for these next gen games. Um, I think I only have like 400 gigs free or something out of the two terabytes. So it's yeah. So that basically means you have cyberpunk and 
an indie game. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> Cyberpunk is probably going to be huge. Although this is just the Xbox One version, it's not the Series X optimized version yet, so it, it may not be that big. It may be like I think they compared it to almost like Red Dead too. So probably yeah. like 160 gigs or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know if it'll be that. I think it'll be like a hundred, maybe. Okay. I think it'll be around there. But yeah, who knows what the Series X ver- optimized version is going to be in twenty twenty one? That could be like three hundred gigs for all we know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, storage concerns suck. Uh, and also, people say like this: this has come so soon. The PS five Pro model. It takes a long time for them to develop this. And if you think back. The PS4 Pro was the first one to the market. They came out in 2016, which was just three years after the PS4 came out. So if you think about it that way, we're only three years away from a Pro model coming out for PS5. So 2023, um, because Xbox released theirs the year after PS4 Pro. Um, But it's really not that far away in the grand scheme of things. So they do have to, you know do r&d and figure out what they want to do for this console so yeah and i think it's a no-brainer that not only is sony going to do this again microsoft is too they saw no backlash in the end besides obviously sony with the whole 4k stuff Mm -hmm. but other than that they both saw positives from having a half jump during the generation i mean ps4 pro sold very well xbox series x has sold very well and actually are continuing to sell well at this point so it's like they did not see they don't see any reason why not to have this in a few years. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be people like um, you or myself that'll jump on it day one. It'll be late adopters. It'll be like, OK, I want a more powerful console. Yeah. And I know Sony hasn't necessarily adopted the Xbox model where Xbox is now going. um Hey, you can play this old game or this new game on your old console. I mean, up to a point. But I, I feel like Sony might go t- kind of towards that route too, um, even with their pro models, because look at backwards compatibility. Um, it got better with the PS5 already. Yeah. Um, their issue was obviously always going to be PS3, and that's just because of what they chose to use for a processor. Mm. Um, and we just have to get over that as a community because there's nothing in the end that they could they can only do so much to rectify that mistake. Which is fair. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I'm still curious if Microsoft is even going to do generations anymore based on how they've talked about this generation, like being Series S and X being a thing. Like, I almost think they're just going to keep doing Series Z or Series B or whatever the heck they want to do next. They'll just keep calling it a different series uh, and kind of do like the Apple approach and say, well, Series S is no longer supported. We're going to do this, this, and this, and I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think they'll line it up at least with whatever PlayStation is going to do, at least for maybe the uh, second model. So you say Series A is the next one. Then when PlayStation 6 comes along, that's when they say, okay, here's Series B, uh, yada, yada. I think that that's kind of the route they'll go, more or less. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else you want to discuss about this before we end the show, Sean? No, I'm not even at all thinking <laughs> about a PS5 Pro at this point. <laughs> okay. 
Well, it's coming. Three years. It's not that far away. All right. We'll talk again in three years. All right. Uh, Thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. Deuces.